Welcome to the Forward Church Podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with our latest episodes. Now let's get ready to dive into today's message. We know you'll be blessed. We give Jesus a hand clap of praise in the house. Amen. How many of y'all are excited about 24? I am. I'm excited about this word today. You know what? I've been holding on to this word now for months. Since October, I have had this stirring in my spirit, and I want you to punch your neighbor and say, it's time. Say, this cake is well done. It is baked. It has been in the oven, and it is fully prepared. I hope it even has some icing on it today. Come on, somebody. Maybe it's a little sweet. I hope it's a little sweet to somebody. Um, I want you to just give me a, a moment before we get into the scripture today. I've got some things that I just need to get off my chest. This is, like I said, I've been, it's been stirring in me now. And uh, there's just a few things that I believe God is speaking to this church. I believe God's not only speaking to this church, but I believe he's speaking to the church. How many of y'all know God is a God who's still speaking to his church? God is a God who still speaks to his people. And I'm thankful for that. We don't, we don't serve a dead God. We don't serve a God who's silent. We serve a God who is alive. And he's still breathing in, he's still breathing life into his church. There's a couple of things that I want to get off my chest this morning before um, I dive into the scripture. So this will be a, a, a more lengthy introduction today. You'll have to give me a little grace because, like I said, I've been carrying this word for a while now. But I believe 2024 is the year of more. Now, I've heard different things, and you know, you can, you can, um, you can dive deep into the calendar year and not just the, not just the, the physical calendar year, but the Jewish calendar calendar year and, and the, you know, it's the year of the door. Um, and, and I might even get into that a little bit through this series. It's not only the year of the open door, but it's the year of the closed door. And I believe that closed doors are just as significant as open doors. But I also think that there's some specific things that God laid on my heart as far as what he's doing, spiritually speaking in the church this year. And I want to share with you just a few of those things this morning before we get into the scripture. I believe that this year, specifically speaking, is going to be more the divine, meaning that we're going to see more divine things, more of, of God's significant hand upon his church in, in more, um, in, 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 in a really undeniable way, things that really you know, in the past, I've witnessed things and man has tried to explain them. Man has tried to put his definition on why they have happened. But I believe that what we're experiencing this year is going to be more of the divine. It's going to be unexplainable. So here's, here's a few things. Number one, divine grace and mercy. If you're note takers, you can write this down. You can take it to the bank. I believe God's laid this in my heart. More of his divine grace and mercy. Meaning this, undeserved goodness and favor on God's church. Undeserved goodness and favor upon God's church. Key phrase being God's church. There's a remnant of people that I believe God is setting aside today. And, and I don't mean to sound arrogant when I, when I say this, but I believe that there's a remnant of people that are standing up for biblical principles, moral values, that's not bowing down to what the culture says and, and the... And, and the, the the pressure of the world that is creeping into the church, but there is a, 
there is a, there is a remnant that, that God is, is raising up. And I believe upon that remnant, God is going to extend divine grace and mercy. I also believe that we're going to see some divine alignment taking place. I think things are coming into alignment. What, what do I mean by this? Some things that have gotten out of alignment, especially when it comes to church leaders and civil leaders, government leaders. I feel though as God is going to start to bring into alignment to accomplish his plan during these end times. Some things that have gotten out of, you know, if you, if you have a vehicle that's the front end is out of a line, out of alignment, what does it always tend to do? It, it tends to pull one way or the other. But his, his, his way is straight. His way is narrow. And I believe that there's some things that God's going to bring into alignment this year. Divine alignment, also divine signs. I believe there's going to be more significant end time signs. I believe the closer we get to the rapture of the church, the more end time signs are going to ramp up, if you will. I believe there's going to be some divine appointments. We are living in a season of appointed times, God moments, kairos moments, if you will. God appointed times where God is, is doing special, significant things at a certain time. At just the right time, God sent his son. And at just the right time, God is working out these things the closer and closer we get to the end. Divine appointments. These next two, divine rest. I believe that this is directly connected to the glory of God. I don't know how many of y'all remember, but I believe it was, I believe it was 21 or 22 preached on the year of glory. And I, I, and, and I believe that that has began and I believe it is still going and I believe it's still happening. I believe more and more of God's glory is being poured out on his church in these end times. With his glory, his children are gonna walk in divine peace and divine rest. I believe that, that no longer is the church going to feel tired, worn out, defeated, like we are just uh, doing all we can do to get by, like we're just striving. No longer is the church going to strive, but we are going to thrive. I believe that there is coming a, a season of, of, of most divine glory, latter-day glory, if you will, that God is pouring out on his church. And I believe we are going to walk in divine peace and divine rest. Last but not least, I believe that there is a divine harvest that's going to be taking place in these last days. As the church commits to more evangelism and outreach, and as God opens hearts to be more receptive, we will see a harvest of divine proportions. I don't want you to take that for granted. I believe we're going to see a harvest like we've never seen before, a harvest of souls, sons and daughters, prodigals coming home to the church. I believe that there is a harvest of divine proportions. Divine proportions, I'm not talking about just a, a, a uh, gradual growth. I'm not talking about a gradual growth. I'm talking about a, a, an explosion in the kingdom of God. A rapid, divine, supernatural, um, just harvest in these latter days. And I believe that with all of my heart. That's just some significant things, some special things, some specific things that God has laid on my heart. And what I, want to, what I want to attempt to do today is I want to try to take every single one of those things, spiritually speaking, that God has been stirring in me. 
And I want to try to go to God's word. And I want to try to not only lay out spiritual vision for this church, but I want to lay out some practical things too. Because not only is there spiritual vision and, and spiritual things that God is doing and God is going to do, I believe not only in the church, but in this church, but there's also some practical things. There's some things that we need to put into practice to make sure that we're making room for more in 24. Can I get an amen? And I want us to look at the book of Philippians today for our main, our main text. I'm going to look at chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. And I know that we talked about um, a portion of this Wednesday night. If you were here for midweek, what we did and what we've been doing now for, Lord, it seems like, it seems like a year, <laughs> is we've been dying, uh, diving into this study called um, Overcoming When You Feel Overwhelmed. And we talked about one of these, uh, one of the, the scriptures in this text Wednesday night, but I want to dive a little bit deeper into this, not only this week, but the next couple of weeks, Philippians 1 verses 1 through 11. If you got it, if you don't mind, please standing for the reading of God's word. This is something we do at Forward Church just to honor the word of God. Do you believe that God's word deserves honor? I do. Amen. Paul and Timothy, it says this in verse one, Paul and Timothy bond servants of Jesus Christ to all the saints in Christ Jesus, who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always every, in, uh, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very, very thing that he who began, and I'm really going to focus in on this today, he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all because I have you in my heart. Inasmuch both in my chains and in, the, and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. And I'm really probably next week, I hope next week, I'm, I'm going to be diving into this portion of the scripture. And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more. But not that just your love may abound more and more, but that it may still abound more and more in what? Knowledge and all discernment. How many of y'all know that's important? I can't help but just go ahead and let you know this. It is important to love. You can't fulfill the law without love. But we have a lot of people and a lot of, I'll just put it that way. We have a lot of people today who is show, trying to show a form of love without knowledge and without discernment. And that in and of itself is not love. To have godly love, it takes knowledge and discernment. And we have to be a church that abounds still more and more in love, in knowledge and discernment. Because without such, we won't be able to approve the things that are excellent. That you may be sincere without offense until the day of Christ being filled with the fruits of righteousness that are by Jesus Christ to the glory, this is what it's all for, to the glory and the praise of God. 
Today I'm excited to begin our 2024 vision casting series titled 2024, the year of more. Will you pray with me? God, I come before you right now and I praise you for who you are. I thank you, God, for this word that you've downloaded into my spirit this morning. God, I just ask God that you would just be, God, um, God, be the anointing in this place today, God. It's not me, God, that I want uh, this congregation to see or to hear, but I want them to see you and hear you through me today, God. I pray, God, that we would not just be hearers of your word, but doers, God. I pray, God, uh, that not a single person, God, under the sound of my voice would leave this place today the same way we walked in. And I'll be quick to give you the praise. I'll give you all the honor, and I'll give you all the glory for everything that's accomplished. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, I want you to fist bump three people before you're seated and tell them to get ready. Amen. So the Apostle Paul is writing this letter actually in, in, uh, in effort, in joint effort with Timothy. And he's writing this letter to his close friends, the Christians in Philippi. Now, Paul had a, a special relationship with the Christians in Philippi. You know how I know this? Because he approaches his letter to them, this epistle to them, not as in, in a sense of authoritative um, a position, meaning he, he didn't approach them as, as overseer. He didn't approach them as apostle. He didn't approach them in title, but he said bond servant, meaning I'm a taking a humble approach. I'm, I'm approaching you in a special way because we have a special relationship here. And to the Christians in Philippi, he, he is writing this letter from his Roman house arrest which is described at the end of Acts, specifically in Acts chapter 28, as he, he's waiting for his court appearance before Caesar. So the church in Philippi was founded by Paul some 11 years really before this letter on his second mis missionary journey. Uh, he established this, this, this church in Philippi. He established it, he founded it, he built it up. He's on this missionary journey. Now he's in chains. He's in bondage. He's in jail. He's awaiting for his court appearance. And all of a sudden, he's pinning this letter back to this church that he's founded. And Paul addresses three groups in this letter. Number one, he addresses the saints. The saints in Christ Jesus. This means all the Christians. Also, he addressed the bishops which in a general sense, this meant those in leadership, those with leadership responsibilities. And also he addresses the deacons, which is those who had recognized positions of service in the church. Why do I take the time to communicate this today? Why do I take the time to even give you the information? It's simply put because I want you to understand that vision casting ex excludes no one. Vision casting excludes no one. From the point that God began to download this word or this message series in my heart, I want you to, be, I want you to understand I'm not approaching this in a sense that I'm, I, I have arrived and I've got everything I need and, and I'm trying to, to get you to where I'm at. No, that's not how I'm approaching this. I'm approaching this in, in the sense that what God is about to do, we are all in this journey together. See, vision includes the guests looking for a home church today. Vision includes the one who's been attending for a while now, but maybe you haven't bought in all the way 
here at Forward yet. Vision includes the one who's been here from day one and is completely sold out to what God is doing here. Vision includes every leader, young and old. Vision includes the dream team, the team leaders, the support staff, the executive staff, the pastor's council, and even me and my family. This message is for every single person under the sound of my voice. Whether you're a first-time attender or where you've been here 100 years, come on, somebody. This message is for everybody. And I want to dive into this. It's remarkable to see that Paul's first reference to his own feelings or frame of mind in this letter is that of joy. You know why? Because he wrote this letter from prison and was facing a possible soon execution. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was in prison and I'm facing a a, a possible soon execution, I don't know that my first expression would be that of joy. It would be difficult for me to express joy in the middle of being chained in prison, facing a soon death punishment. And just a side note before we dive into the main course today, don't expect the times we live in to get any easier. I know I'm I'm, I'm not trying to sound like the barrier of bad news today, but I think that a lot of us as believers today is is placing our hope in, 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 we're hoping that this world gets better. We're hoping that the world, that the times that we're living in gets easier. We're hoping that our circumstances around us don't, don't come against us as much as what it's been doing. But I, I, I hate to tell you, but that's really not the, the, that's not how I read it in God's word. When I, when I read God's word, I, I know and I understand that the closer that we get to end times, the more this world is going to get darker, darker, and darker, and darker, more chaotic, more uh, uh, lovers of, of the flesh rather than lovers of good. They're going to they're gonna teach false doctrines. There's going to be all types of things that raise up and rear its ugly head up against the church today. But I want you to understand that something this morning, that, that even in the midst of those, of those situations, Paul is encouraging this church, even for us today, through this letter in Philippians, that even in the middle of those times, no matter what the world throws at us today, we can experience the joy and the peace and the grace and the goodness of God because it doesn't matter what this world throws at my way. My joy is found in God. And I want you to just be encouraged today. I don't want you to lose your joy. I don't want you to lose your praise. Don't lose your faith. Don't lose hope. Don't give up and don't give in. I've said it many times and I'm going to say it again. As long as we don't give up, we win. As long as we don't give up, we win. Meaning God is for you. He's not against you, and greater is he that's within you than he that is of this world. And I'm going to tell you, as long as you are with God and God is with you, if God be for me, who can be against me? It doesn't matter because as long as I'm with God, I win. And see, it was indeed a good work begun in the Philippians and all believers. A little quote by Spurgeon right here. I love this quote. The work of grace has its divine root or has its roots in the divine goodness of the Father. It is planted by the self-denying goodness of the Son, and it's daily watered by the goodness of the Holy Spirit. It springs from good, 
It leads to good, and it's altogether good. I want you to understand something about our God today. We serve a good father. I want you to understand something about your father today. I want you to understand something about our heavenly father. His plans for you, his plans for this church, his plans for his bride is good plans. Not to harm us, but to give us a future and a hope. And although these are two different things, grace and mercy go hand in hand. I told you we're going to experience, I believe, more of God's divine favor and divine grace or divine mercy in 2024. Someone say divine grace and mercy. See, I believe 2024 is bringing more of God's divine grace and mercy upon the church. Because here's why. Because this good work has already begun. I know and I am confident that there is more of God's goodness or his mercy and his grace coming because it's already begun. Now that might not resonate with you, but it resonates with me because God is a God who completes his works. God is, is not a God who starts something and doesn't finish it. God is not a God. See, we may give up on God, but God doesn't give up on us. We may walk away from God, but God does not walk away from us. We may be a little wishy-washy here and there, come on, in my own terms, but we serve a God who is true, who is faithful. Another Spurgeon quote here. Where is there an instance of God's beginning any work and leaving it incomplete? Show me for once a world abandoned and thrown aside half Formed. Show me a universe cast off from the great potter's wheel with the design in outline, the clay half hardened, and the form unshapely from its incompleteness. You cannot find one instance in his word where God says, I'm going to start something, but I'm not going to finish it. Because God is a God who completes his work. And I want you to understand, there is still more in 24. Why am I saying all this? Because the vision, yes, is more in 24. But the vision is, the vision has, is, and always will be moving forward together. We're not sitting still together. And I know this don't resonate with everybody. You say, well, duh. But I want you to understand, the very... The, the default of Christians is once things are good, I'm good, pastor. I'm good. You know, the, the, the worst enemy to success is success. The worst enemy to success is success because success breeds complacency. And I'm not here to tell you that I'm just, that I'm ready to just throw in the towel and give up and say, okay, God, I'm good with our four and no more. God, I'm good. Thank you for what you, you've done, God, because Lord, I don't, I, 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 I know that's all you've, you've got. I know that's all you, you're, you're done with us. You've brought us so far, God. And I know, Lord, you, you just, you just can't bring us. No. God has more in store for his church. God's not done with me. God's not done with your family. God's not done with your marriage. God's not done with forward church. He's not done with the church. If there's still breath in your lungs, he's not finished with you. If your story is not good, then it's not over. 
Because God is a good father. And this work in the believer will not be finally complete until the day of Jesus Christ. Until the rapture of the church, until God calls us home, there's still more. There's still more. I can't get away from this. Maybe I, I want to plow through this for a minute. I want to plow through this. Because the, I, I, I believe that there's somebody under the sound of my voice right now, and there's a group of people maybe under the sound of my voice right now who, who says, well, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm just so thankful, and I, I just want to, I just want to, to bask in, in what, what God is doing and what he's, what he's done. It's okay to be in awe of what he's done. It's okay to be thankful for what he's done. But we can't just sit here and live off of yesterday's manna. We're never intended. God's got fresh manna. God's got fresh glory. He's got divine grace. He's got divine goodness. God is not a God that we can sit here and obtain all that he has to offer in just, just a short amount of time. God still has more. God still has more. There's still more to come. We can't just look at how far God's brought us and be complacent about where we are. If there's still breath in your lungs, he's not finished with you until the rapture of the bride of Jesus Christ, this church. He's not finished with us either. He's not finished with this church. Can I tell you, there are still drug addicts yet to be delivered. There's still drug addicts yet to be delivered. There's still marriages yet to be restored. There's still prodigals yet to come home. There's still souls yet to be won. There's still a harvest yet to be reached. God's grace is still sufficient. And if, there's, if, if their story is not good, then he's not done. It's a good work that he started, and it's a good work that he's going to complete. See, and when God starts a good work, he completes that good work. God is going to finish what he started. God is going to continue to lead this church forward together. And I want you to understand this. I want you to understand this. God has brought us so far. God has brought me so far. God has brought my family so far. And I look across this congregation today and I see all the new faces that's, that's sitting here that's, that's been added to this story over the past six and a half, seven years. But I'm going to tell you, as many new faces as in this congregation today, can I tell you what I believe that we are about to experience is nothing compared, or what we have experienced is nothing compared to what we are going to experience. You say, Pastor, I don't know half the people in this congregation right now. Just get ready because guess what? It's not going to get any easier. You're, you're going you're to be wondering, who in the world is this person sitting beside of me? And it's not going to be anything that we can get the glory for. Paul said, look, all that I'm doing and all that I'm writing is all for God's glory. It's not that any man should boast. I'm going to tell you, what I'm doing up here right now is not because of, of my name. It's not for the name of Forward Church. It's not for, for, for the denomination, for the church of God. I'm going to tell you something. Everything that we do here has one purpose, and it's all to bring glory and honor and praise to the King of Kings and to the Lord of Lords. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, God's not finished with you. I had to lay this foundation today because I want you to understand something. I had to lay this foundation today because next Sunday, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start diving into, I pray that we abound still more and more in love. When the mission of the church is love God, Love people. 
when the mission of this church is built on the foundation of love. I'm here to tell you something. We cannot be a church that loves God and loves people and sits still. We cannot be a church that loves God and loves people and just be complacent. And I want you to understand this today. You've come into this house. You've walked into these four doors in this sanctuary. And I told you the vision is for every single person under the sound of my voice. It excludes no one. It's a challenge every time I get up here in January and start casting vision. And here's why. Because I want everyone to understand that the vision that I'm casting is for Forward Church. But the vision that God has given Forward Church is for everyone. It's for the community. It's not just a vision for this church. I penned a letter in for our next steps curriculum that we use to assimilate pe people into our teams into small groups and all of the systems and structures that we have here. And, and I penned a letter and, and it really expressed my heart when I started out as pastor here. And really, as I've gone back and read that several times since I've been pastor here, it always, it, it still echoes true and it remains true to this day. Because number one, I believe that God's not called me to just be pastor of this church. God's called me to pastor this community. God didn't just call this church and establish this church as a church in this community. I believe God has called and established this church to be the church in the community. And I'm not trying to sound arrogant when I say that, but I, I, I want you to ask yourself this question. And I believe it goes hand in hand with what I'm preaching today. And I want to remind you of this. If this church ceased to exist, if we ceased to exist with this community, even notice. Would they notice? Because if the answer to that question is no, that's a sign that we're complacent. That's the sign that we've just, we're good. You wanna know why? And I know I'm going over my time, but I, I just, just give me a, a moment right here. And I wanna close this way. I didn't have this in my notes. I just asked God, I said, God, I just need you to, to lead me in closing this message. I normally have my, my, my outline worked down to a T, even to the closing and my altar call. I was like, God, you know, but I just need your help today. I wanna go back to October. God spoke a word in my spirit. He said this. He said, fill the room with faith. I'll do signs, wonders, and miracles among you. And I knew that in that season, I knew that God was leading us into a season of revival, but I knew, I knew that practically what he was asking us to do was not going to be permanent, if that makes sense. Specifically speaking with the one service. And, and I began to go through some of, the, some of the greatest and some of the most challenging times, really. And I talked a little bit, I alluded a, a, a little bit about that in um, a few Sundays ago or a few Wednesday nights ago. 
We experienced some of the greatest services that we've ever experienced under, since I've been pastor here, October, November, December. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about something today. And here's my concern. And, I, and I'm saying this in the, in really to encourage us because I want you to understand something. I believe the obedience of this church to submit to what this pastor felt like God was doing in that season speaks volumes, number one, of who you are and your confidence that you have in me as your pastor. But number two, as God has released me from that season and released me from some of the practical things that we were doing, specifically speaking that one service during that season, and now we're moving into 24, making room for more in 24 with the two services. I just wanna say this, I'm expecting that what God has done in that season is gonna continue in this season and that it's not gonna take a, a packed out room in one service to be able to feel like we're experiencing the glory of God. It's not gonna be manufactured. It's not gonna be man-made, but it's gonna be the divine grace and the divine mercy and the divine goodness that God is just gonna come in and it's gonna be so undeniable. You're not gonna be able to say, well, it was because of this. It was because of that. It was because of one service. It was because of two services. It was because the volume was like this. It was because the temperature was like this. It was because of who was up there on the platform or who wasn't on the platform. No, it's gonna be the presence in the divine glory of God that's going to fill this room. And I believe more in 24. It's not going to be attributed to me. It's not going to be attributed to any one of us in this room. It's all going to be for the glory of God. As long as we stay in alignment with Him, as long as we follow what God says do, as long as we stay true to His Word, I'm going to tell you, the best is still yet to come. The better days of forward church is not behind us. The better days are in front of us. And I want to encourage you. I feel the anointing right here. I want to encourage you and your family too. There might be some things that you've gone through in 23 but the good work that God has began in you, he's going to complete it. He's going to see it through. He's still going to, he's still got good plans for you. Amen. Everybody stay. We hope you've been blessed by today's message. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with our most recent episodes. To find out more visit us at forwardchurchonline.com there you can connect with us, learn more about our ministries, and submit any prayer requests you may have. We hope you join us again soon.